All right, better late than never. What's up? A little behind on the podcast. And what's up? Got Court Barrett. Jonathan, what's up, man? Uh, not much. Uh, we are last-minute podcasting, uh, trying to get one out just uh, because we need to. We've been lazy, uh, or not really lazy, just busy uh, work-wise. Uh, we haven't had a chance to sl- – we haven't slowed down, it seems like, you know. So we're going to keep the land management thing going, talk to Rick. and uh, But it's just been full go since our last podcast. Uh, with a bunch of different things, and we just haven't been able to slow down to get together to do one. So yeah, uh, old Rick, Rick Eastwood's a busy man, but uh, I'm gonna try to we're gonna try to get in touch with him again uh, this week and set something up and uh, try to release it whenever we do it. That's kind of the big thing. It's just schedules. He's got a full time job. Court's got a full time job. I'm doing the student life thing, mooching off Nikki. So uh, right, it's uh it's pretty much uh it's you know just. It's all good though. We'll get it going. Um, look for that episode in the next week or so. Uh, highly, highly uh, suspect we'll be meeting with him this week if uh, if the stars align. Um, you guys are doing some good stuff down at Barrett's. Uh, yeah, building yeah. is up. Looks huge, might I add. Thank you. Uh, yeah, we've been working hard all, all day after church, uh, hanging hanging insulation and uh, getting things ready for uh, drywall uh, to go up and. Uh, uh, but uh, electric's going good, plumbing's going good, every, everything's going good. Just you know, it's a slow process, but we're we're nearing the end. So, and you know, we're talking about Barrett's, and we do it we do it all the time on the podcast. But serious note, Barrett's Tire probably the premier tire distributor, putting on old change experts in this. I'd say Northwest Tennessee, North Middle West Tennessee uh, area. You know, and uh, uh, have a huge new shop in Dover. It's can that, that's gonna uh, dumb question, but is that gonna increase? Uh, I guess more cars that you can we're, put out. We're, we're hoping so. Yeah, so. We're, you know, kind of kind of idea is you know, there's people that will drive you know, two and a half hours to go to you know Whitaker's up in Kentucky just to buy a gun when you know every small town has a gun store. Yeah. You know, uh, but I mean we're gonna have just about anything in stock you can imagine. So we're hoping to you know. Be, be the Whitakers of the tire there world you whenever you're thinking gun-wise. So, well, it's definitely I mean, court. We, 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 we had customers drive all the way from Jolton the other day. Didn't y'all have somebody from Illinois come down, too? Oh, we, we had somebody from Cape Girardeau Good one time, yeah. Well, I'm going to tell you what. Court's family, uh, I love them to death. Obviously, my sister's dating court, you know, and uh, I've been around their family for a while now. and It's a really a great family. They'll do you right. Check them out. Barrett's Tire, Dover, Erin, Tennessee. Got a website too. You can look website at. now. What we got? Uh, it's been up for a while, but uh, Barrett's Tire dot com, I think. Barrett's I, I don't know. Dot com. But, Check them out. They're on Facebook too. Right, Facebook. Yeah, both both stores are. Uh, like, subscribe, do whatever. Rate. Uh, Tell them BC Retriever sent you. Yeah, I don't know what that'll do for you, but we'll just say cool and keep going. <laughs> but uh, uh, while, while we're talking about people that support us, uh, we got to thank Drake for supporting us. And Jonathan, you got to tell me about these awesome pants so, you're wearing. Uh, you know, uh, through some of the online hunting forums and the Facebook groups, I say forums, Facebook groups, people are talking about like an underweighter pants and like an all-arounder pants. Well, Drake's got two um, that were on my list. One was an EST Tech Stretch Pants. It's more like it's a lighter weight stretching material. And then they have an MST fleece-lined, under like a dedicated underweighter pants. And uh, I went with the tech stretch pants just because they had more colors and uh, the inseam on the on the MST fleece line. Actually, it was still my inseam, but I didn't know. I, I wanted something that 
I sweat a lot too under my yeah, waders. Oh, I figure, man, please, please don't I sweat. And it doesn't get drastically cold out here. So I got the EST Tech stretch pants. Uh, they're probably the most comfortable pair of like work pants per se I've ever worn. They'll definitely be an underwater pants because they've got an elastic uh, drawstring at the bottom here. So you can cinch those down and you won't get any rise up on your pants when you're putting your waders on. But they're super lightweight, but I wore them today. The temperatures were hanging out in the 40s. Um, and uh, I didn't get cold at once. They're good at stopping wind. And they're designed, too, for the early season as well. So if I'd have had these uh, teal season, I'd have been wearing these probably, too. But a bunch of pockets. I love it. Um, everybody talked about these pants in particular, and they're super comfortable. So uh, I'll definitely probably have about two more pairs um, before Christmas time. And like I said, they're just a good all-around pant. Uh, I wore them to church today. So, I don't I mean, blame you. I would have, yeah. too. So uh, that being said... Uh, you know, we're, we're, it's November, talking about the temperatures. Uh, Tony Vandermore did a thing uh, where he's talking about that front dropping, that front coming in, and he said, you know, usually uh, ducks kind of hang out. You know, they don't get that push early, like opening day like they, you know, like they have. And that same front has hit us. Um, it last, last week, temperatures were dropping in the 20s at night. Uh, you're getting up, it was about 30, uh, still below freezing frost on the windshield and stuff like that um it's really really got me pumped um for duck season um i'm i'm hoping to bounce back after a few rough years and uh and i'm still optimistic after the weather i mean this but this weather's perfect well, what, weather always gets you excited till till you know then, then after that it's all up to the ducks but yeah uh, uh i have heard very good things out of some friends out of west tennessee they said West Tennessee's filling up quite nicely. But, uh, uh, you know, as you can see from everybody else, it's seasons has already started. Uh, it looks like season's off to a very good start, and everybody's killing a few ducks here and there uh, north of us. So Yeah, and, you know, that's – I was looking at just kind of – we rode through the bottoms the other day, and uh, me and Eli did, and, you know, uh, they haven't even flooded yet. When do they – when will they flood all that? Uh, I've I've helped Jeff before uh, for school stuff where I had to have community service hours, uh, and uh, I think we we were into November before we started. Okay. Uh, actually, like getting stuff filled up. <clears throat> Excuse me, but uh, yeah, you know, it, it's it's a job moving around pumps and you know getting things going. When so. will the farmers cut that corn down there at the bottoms? Uh, it's normally one of the last ones because, okay. you know, it's the last one to go in. It'll be the last ones to yeah. come out. I was wondering about that, you know, because, again, they had a flooding problem a few years ago, and then, you know, uh, this year it actually – they had the opposite problem a few years ago. Now they've got uh, – you know, last year they had too much water now, you know, and uh, the year before that or two years or three years before that, they didn't have the water. So um, it's interesting to see Bear Spring stays consistent, I know, uh, you know, yeah. so or Bear Creek stays consistent, so uh, – and, uh, you know, we got some trips coming up, too, uh, after talking with old uh, Paulson, Stephen Paulson from Paulson Portraits. It's really got me into the camera mood, and we got a trip planned. Uh, we're actually not even going to be spending opening weekend uh, in our in our home state. We're going to be – we're, Yeah, hopefully we're going to be going somewhere else up in Illinois. Uh, tell me about – you've been up there. Tell me about old uh, Grassy Lakes up there in Illinois. Uh, I've really enjoyed the one or two times, however many times I've been up to Grassy Lake to – to hunt uh really really good guys uh nice to you know that they're just down to earth people you know they're they're there to kill ducks just like the rest of us and uh uh you know they, they put put you on birds do their best to put you on birds uh you know drive you out to the pit drop you off and 
uh, come and get you, you know, when it's time to be, uh, be done with it. But, you know, birds everywhere, um, just, you know, anything you could imagine. I mean, I think I've seen just just about everything anyways. And uh, what wasn't a short shortage of excitement or seeing stuff or uh, pulling the trigger at all. So um, I'm excited to get back up there and uh, with, with everybody since, you know, I've been hunting with strangers the times I've been up there, but it'll be good to get up there with some friends and uh, that I can cut up with a little bit more and that I, that I know and can make fun of a little bit better. You know, it's, it's, is it flooded rice or is it flood, what's flooded? Flooded corn. Flooded corn, okay, yeah. so, and out of a pit. Pit, yeah. So this will be new. Yeah, is it one of those pits deal. where, like, the, the water is, like, almost up? Yeah, the, yeah, it's okay, almost, so this it's going to be almost up to you, yeah. This will be new, you know, and it's not too shallow, not too deep. Right, I, I wore, I wore muck boots, I kind of, you know, wish I would have wore waders just because, you know, uh, some of that water, you know, in some spots, you know, there will be like a few little holes or something that will come above your, you know, muck boots or like out there farther away from the pit. You know, if you have to go retrieve a duck or something, you know, the water will be, you know, may, maybe knee high and a, little, yeah. uh, a few other spots, just, you know, natural contour of the fields and stuff as they're flooded. Man, you know, that's one thing, though, like I really – I keep saying I'm going to get, and I'll probably go ahead and pull a trigger next year, especially before early season, and that's the uh, – that's those hip boots. Mm-hmm. Old Rick Eastridge wears. I saw Drake makes a pair, and a few other companies make a pair too, but um, those things are just super handy, it seems right. like. You know, yeah. uh, you can slip them on up to your hip and, like, clip them into your belt, but then I've seen people pull them all the way down to wear them like muck boots, you know, when it's – when it, they don't need it, so yeah, I'm probably gonna invest in something like that too. Right, and I don't know about you, but I, I don't. I, I would like to not spend very many Saturdays in uh, in Tennessee. I'd like I'd like to go, you know, try some new places, and that's kind of like what you know, Dad has said. You know, let's go let's go try somewhere new and see what we like best, and see see what we can well, do different. Of course, yeah, and you know, Grassy Lakes from us, you know. When you think duck hunting in Tennessee, like for us, we haven't really never thought about Illinois. It's always been, you know, the quicker trips to, you know, southeast Missouri or, you know, uh, west Tennessee. But actually, Court found Grassy Lake a few years ago, and they're only about two and a half hours uh, from us, which was surprising to me. Um, you know, I've been up to Illinois before, and it's we went up to kind of Chicago, and it's a seven, eight-hour drive. And uh, it's you don't think, you know, I didn't think about even – Illinois you know so I'm really excited and you know like you said um you know we had talked before about whether we're going to spend duck season in Tennessee opens on a Friday this year and we're not going to go up to Grass Lake until the Saturday so and we talked about what we were going to do uh that Friday day before Thanksgiving you know and uh you know the 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 river is looking better and better to me versus you know our, our norm you know right so but I totally agree. There's if y'all have, and that's, that's something else. If you guys, we're in north, we're in northwest Tennessee, middle Tennessee, uh, in Stewart County. And if uh, if y'all have any, if y'all are in a surrounding state, you know we're, you know we joke about it. But I mean, uh, you know, like we joke with with Kelly about going out to California. But it, you know, in the next year or two, that may be a that's going to probably be a reality. Even though I think California's on fire right now. Yeah. Um, I hope Kelly – I need to check in with Kelly and make sure he's good. Um, but, yeah, if you guys have any, you know, ideas, um, we're definitely open to it. Uh, tell us where you hunt or, you know, you don't have to tell us where. But if you've ran into any guide services or any uh, 
any you know lodges or stuff like that let us know uh send us a comment send us a dm uh you can comment on this uh on this uh if you're like on itunes or something like that spotify you can do a comment as well so but not talking about kind of shifting back away from duck season though because it opens up soon uh gun season's coming up muzzleloader season's Muzzle coming up um are you preparing any? you're going to stay on the bow track yeah or? uh uh, muzzleloader opens Saturday, uh, which uh, state of Tennessee you can you can always go back. I guess you could say. Uh, uh, so I, I like I like shooting my bow through muzzleloader just because I, I love bow hunting. So um, I'm gonna be bow hunting throughout muzzleloader season whenever I can get into the stand. Uh, Haley's gonna be muzzleloader hunting and rifle hunting um, whenever that rolls around. Uh, but I'm just I. I've just got to the mindset this year where I'm just ready to get into the woods. It's been I, I've been behind all year. Uh, I haven't had one sit yet. I checked trail cameras yesterday, and like I said, like like the theme of this year, I've been behind, and it's also a rebuild season. I checked trail cameras the other day, and it had been like almost a month since I checked trail cameras. Wow. I, I had like over 10,000 pictures yeah, to, to click through. Yeah, it was it was. Like whenever you see that many pictures, you're like excited, but you're like miserable at the same time because you have to go through all. Of you gotta them. go through all of them. You're just like doe, doe, coon, coon, <laughs> doe, small buck. You know, it, it's just you know kind kind of miserable, but you know all at the same time exciting because you know you click through and you see the the big buck and you're like oh yes, but you know we got we got two for sure shooters on trail camera. Uh, one Haley's going after. One Dad's going after. Uh, I'm going. I've got another buck that. Uh, I had on trail camera last year, and uh, the neighbors have showed me a trail cam picture of him this year, so I know he's alive, and uh, my neighbors have a problem with pulling the trigger on just anything that walks out, <laughs> and last year, he disappeared off of me, and the neighbors started getting pictures of him, but the neighbors also started doing their normal, uh, if it's brown, it's down routine, <laughs> and uh, they lost so me. Th- th- they lost pictures of him, and I lost pictures of him, and uh, we gave permission to one of our buddies to hunt part of our lease down on the south end, and uh, he actually, it's a real thick area, you know, and it's a real narrow area property-wise, and uh, we gave our buddy permission to you know hunt down there and stuff because normally we don't get down that way and he got trail cam pictures of him down there and all that thick stuff so come come here in the next week or so i'm going to try the winds right to get down there and uh hunt this deer because i'm sure you know i said the neighbors are about to start blasting anything uh so i'm sure he'll be back down that thick stuff so i'm going to go down there and try to find him and uh do a little number on him if i can but uh i uh, I'm just going to sit back and enjoy the season. It's kind of how I'm going to do it. I do. I was going to – I'm going through my phone real quick. I was going to try to find that text that old Shane Sykes had sent us. What was Which he one? wanting to talk about the, uh, on the land management stuff? Uh, maybe, he had, uh, you Dr. Shane Sykes, if you were in the Clarksville, Tennessee area, look him up. Oh, here we go. Superb guy. Um, Our biggest fan. Okay. Want to hear thoughts on making bedding areas in relation to food plots, uh, stand positions, and typical wind directions in early season versus late season, and your thoughts on different TSI done yearly? Um, All right, pick one of those, okay. and let's and let's hit uh, let's tip a little bit. Actually, I'm kind of interested on the stand placement. Actually, 
the stand placement? Yeah, because, okay. and the reason I say this is because Daddy Pete, back in the day, had set up some stands for me on his yeah. place and uh, may or may not have been over a baited area, which kind of <laughs> got real. I was, at the time, I was like, this doesn't seem right, but, you know, and you that's, roll with it. we rolled with it. Not All anymore, right. though. Um, what, talk about stands. Okay, uh, talk, talking about. Do you about hunt stand. out of a stand? Yes, yeah. Climbing uh, or ladder? Uh, or both? Both. Uh, more so with climbing stand I use on public land whenever, like, I'm going to LBL, just because yeah. it's easy and quick. Uh, but uh, I love my ladder stands, and I've got to a point now where, uh, you know, I'm older now, I'm, well, you know, for a while, you know, I've been hunting by myself. Uh, I don't need the buddy stands anymore, uh, which I'm sure that'll change one day in the future. Uh, you know, but um, uh, where I need the buddy stands again. But I, I like the lock-on stands that you know you got ladder segments. You know, going up the yeah, tree. Yeah, yeah. You know, I, I don't like having that ladder sticking out. It's like a seat. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Uh, attached to the tree, but um, uh, just you know, like it goes with a couple of these other things. All right. But um. Just sticking with stand placement, if if I know which way the deer are going to be coming from, you know, you want to set it up to that, but you also want to be setting it to where the wind's going to be right. Uh, normally, you know, early season in the warmer part of the year, uh, typically, you know, you're going to have a south to southwest wind, or at least that's the way it seems like to me. Shane might correct me if if i'm wrong actually i know he will but uh, uh, uh i love shane's comments you know he always keeps me straight but uh uh seems like earlier season you know you get your south southwest winds and so so let's say you're over a food plot you want to be on the northeast i'm trying to do this without looking at a map or anything but uh you want to be on the northeast side that way it's blowing your scent as far away from the food plot as as possible and you know as you know all of us duck hunters on here like you know those strong north winds well when do they come they come later in the year to the beginning of the new year so if you've got a spot you like to hunt later in the season uh uh like i do or or you know you've got you know a big farm or a big lease or something and you've got some good-sized food plots where you, uh, you know, you may need a tree stand on both sides of it. And if you've got access to both sides, because access is a big thing too, uh, for for not spooking deer and uh, messing up your hunting property. But uh, also, you know, if northwest, north northwest is your prevailing winds, you want to be on the southeast side. That way, it's blowing it across and out of there. Uh, you don't, you know. Obviously. So in theory, you'd be smelling them. If yeah, they were in the if, full if plot. You, yeah. yeah, if you if you're in the food plot, you're I guess you could say smelling them. Just you don't want your scent blowing blowing to them. Uh, you don't want your scent blowing across the food plot. You know, essentially. Gotcha. Uh, that's just saying if we're hunting food plots, uh, if you're hunting, you know, excuse me, ridge tops or anything like that. Uh, uh, obviously, if you're hunting ridge tops, normally the deer are running down the ridge tops uh uh up or down the ridge tops so uh you you want you more so want your scent i like to have mine where you know it's blowing off the other side where uh normally you know the deer aren't going but you know you get people all the time that will say well you know this is my one weekend uh you know i'm a weekend warrior i don't get to hunt that much uh i'm gonna test it anyways uh for for uh 
small buck hunter or, a, a, you know, just a, if it's brown, it's down kind of thing, you know, that's probably not going to matter as much. But if you're in the business of, you know, wanting to grow and hold more mature deer, you know. Who are a little bit savvy. Yeah. Uh, stand placement, watching the wind, watching the weather. Uh, one thing I would like to get to talk to Shane about because uh, I'm still studying it and it confuses me uh, a little bit is uh, thermals and how they rise and lower as the day progresses on. Mm-hmm. Uh, so definitely need to have him on about that because, you know, that's a big thing for out west hunting too with elk. So I'm sure he knows a lot about thermals uh, because very knowledgeable, as Jonathan said. Um, but, yeah, just uh, stand placements definitely key in on, uh, you know, you want your wind blowing away from bedding areas and away from food, you know, and, uh, you know, you don't want your deer walking through your scent cone. So on scent, per se, and everybody out there that washes their washes their stuff in scent free and wears the scent suits and stuff like that, where are you talking more bow hunters? Because I've never worn rifle hunting. Yeah. Uh, what is? Well, I guess my question would be: What would be? How far can your scent travel distance wise? No, that's a very good question. I I don't know how far your scent can travel. You know, obviously, gun hunting. You know, if you've got a big enough field. Uh, my farthest shot, I mean, could push 200 yards. It's not because I don't have anything set up to where I can shoot that far. Uh, not uh, not talking about rifle-wise, but stand-wise, uh, my farthest shot's probably going to be, you know, at most 100 yards. Yeah. Uh, and still, you know, I feel like that's that's longer or that's a little bit longer than what I th- – or shorter than what I think it is. So it's probably closer to 75. Um, but, you know, rifle hunters can, you know – get away a little bit more with scent stuff because normally they're, you know, shooting longer ranges, whereas bow hunters, uh, you know, have to get closer. But you're never going to totally eliminate scent. Uh, all this scent elimination stuff, it's it's never 100%. Uh, you're, just, you're just doing the best you can to fool the deer long enough to, you know, get you a shot. I, I, I love, you know, my scent crusher bag and everything like that. I, I scent or I ozone all my clothes before I go into the woods. Um, you know, I, I've got an ozone thing that plugs into my uh, car, my cell yeah. phone jack in my truck that sprays ozone out or ozones my truck while I'm driving down the road. Yeah, I'm I'm, I'm trying to be as scent-free as possible, but I, I know up in the stand that it's not going to completely uh, eliminate 100% of my scent. I'm just, I just need to eliminate my scent well enough to where I can fool a deer for, you know, the five seconds I need to get my bow back, settle in behind his shoulder, and send an arrow. You know, and that's, so, and that was my, kind of my next question, though. You're talking about, you know, fooling deer and tricking deer. A new thing I've been seeing a lot of people do around here, and I've got to, especially people with kids, is these really fancy-looking blinds that they've set up, um, you know, and, you know, it's almost like a house. It's like a cabin, you know. Yeah. Now, at two questions. One, does that help with scent elimination? And two, do deer just get used to a random building in, the, in a field or on a tree line? And is that is that their thing where, you, okay, well, I'm used to it. Nothing's in there. Yeah, it's, it's kind of, you know, uh, I, I heard something very good. Because normally I try to get my blinds out. Uh, I try to get my stands out and my blinds out before, you know, 
a couple weeks before season, like like four or five weeks before season, just so the deer can get used to them. I try to camouflage my blinds in because, uh, you know, I, I just want to break it up a little bit. That way it just doesn't look like this camouflage blob out there. But, yeah, with these big, like, shooting houses and stuff, you put them, you can put them in the edge of the trees where, you know, they're getting a little shadow and shade from the trees around it. But you see some of these out in the middle of fields and stuff as well, people put out. You know, it's just kind of like, you know, deer just get used to it. And a lot of people put, like, you know, the black, you know, window tent and stuff on yeah. it. That, and so the deer can't see into it. So, you know, that they're just used to, you know, that being out there in the middle of the field. And, you know, if if you're hunting out of those, you know, every single day and every time you go out there, if it's brown, it's down, them deer are going to get used to, you know, th th that field's going to become a nocturnal field and they're just going to be, you know, eating out of that field at night eventually is what's going to happen unless it's just, you know, a random deer that's passing through, you know, looking for a new place, you know, or something. Just, you know, your na your neighbor's deer, you know, has been shot at a hundred times or heard a hundred gunshots. Sure. So they're moving on to your property and, you know, it's just one of those things that's probably just a deer passing through after uh first couple of times, but... Uh, those those stands, I feel like you've really got to hunt strategically. Uh, as far as scent elimination, uh, honestly, I feel like those stands would hold more scent gotcha. because you know uh, th this isn't. There's no, I don't, nothing I can say to prove it exactly. But I feel like more people feel like they can get away with stuff, so they try to uh, in those big box blinds and stuff. Yeah, a lot of people don't but, wear camo. Yeah, so I feel like a, a lot of a lot uh, that will hold a lot more scent especially because uh one one big thing to do with those things is put in carpet on it because carpet will absorb sound obviously and yeah. keep it from being as noisy uh but still you know you, you come in you know you're just throwing stuff down into the floor uh that you know you haven't sprayed because with scent killer and stuff because you know you're like oh, i'm gonna be up in this house well that carpet's gonna hold the scent yeah for a little while at least uh i feel like uh, but I feel like that they don't really help with scent elimination 100%, but I'm sure that they do in some way as well. But uh, uh, I, I, I like them because of the convenience, you know, how dry they'll keep you, like during a rainstorm or something, if you wanted to hunt during the rain, how easily accessible it is for kids and older, older adults <laughs> uh, as well. Uh, but I don't like... Uh, I don't, I don't like, you know, because, you, you know, the deer see them, and just after a while, you know, deer are just going to get used to it, uh, I feel like. And you make the same argument for tree stands and uh, ground blinds, but, you know, and along with scent, uh, you know, just because it's topped off my mind, I've seen people get in there with propane heaters, you know. Uh, I mean, nothing different I, than duck hunting, you Yeah, know? I mean, I, I can smell propane, so you know a deer can smell propane. Oh, yeah. So, uh, but, yeah, the, the, these big tower blinds and stuff are awesome. But at the same time, you know, I feel like, especially around here, you need to hunt them strategically and make sure that, you know, you're not shooting every little thing that walks through uh, out of them or you're just going to make it uh, something that the deer just use at night, that food plot or whatever. So. Well, and, you know, I don't know, like you said, the convenience of it, you know, I guess lures a lot of people. And, again, you know, uh, I've literally seen Facebook pictures of people just in plain Jane clothes, yep. you know, which you don't have to be camouflaged right. behind that. You know, it's uh, that kind of goes along with duck hunting too. I've seen some people that go on these big, nice duck blinds, and they're just regular wearing. Re they got a camo jacket. That's right, it, yeah. you know. 
and uh, and wearing sweats on the bottom, you know. So if you can get away with it, I mean, heck, be comfortable. But but at the at same point though, I mean, there is kind of a, I guess a, I don't want I don't know how to put it, but I mean you're not stalking a deer, right? You're not out there, you know, uh, especially you know if you're you're gun hunting, you know, and uh, Which, you know, doing the whole. We've done the podcast, you know, with Shane about you know bow hunting and getting out there and you know, yeah, actually stalking deer. Which I, I will say, I am going to build me a shooting tower or tower blind, whatever you want to call it, this next off season, because uh, this past, you know, Saturday I said I went to go tra- trail cameras. Yeah. I went to the, one of the spots I got my ground blind up, and I realized my ground blind was gone after about being out there, you know, a couple minutes. And I was like, somebody's done stole my ground blind, and I got to looking around, and the, that big storm that came yeah. through the other day, it like it pulled my ground blind out of the ground and pulled the tree limbs. You know, I had it tied to, it, you know. Did it mess it up? Yeah, it, I, I got a busted up ground blind yeah, in the bed it. of my truck right now. It wasn't one of those and nice ones, was it? Yeah, it was one of those I wanted at NWTF what? convention, yeah. Oh, or man. banquet, yeah. Who and made that primo? Amp. Amp? Or, yeah, Amp. Amp. Man. Yeah, but I, I really enjoyed that blind, and, you know, I, I, I had it staked down, everything, I had it tied up, you know, I went and, you know, I shook it and everything after, before I left, whenever I put it up, like, yeah, that's rock solid, and I uh, went out there yesterday, and all of a sudden, I was like, where the heck's my ground blind at? <laughs> I got to looking, and I found it, like, way back in, the, you know, that clear cut's real thick, and it was tangled up and mangled up into some trees, and grass and everything else that storm did come out of nowhere though and nobody was expecting it to be as bad as it was you know right. rain and like storm storm wise it wasn't that bad it was just straight line winds that really wreaked havoc you know and uh i'm actually curious to see if anybody's blinds in the in bear and bear creek got messed up yeah. just because of it because you were pushing the deadline to have your stuff brushed and ready to go anyway and then uh I was walking to check another trail camera. It's in the woods, and it's where I hung a, a new set. And also, I had a trail camera set up behind my or in front of my stand to see if anything was walking through there. And there was two trees down. I just knew either my tree stand was going to be all mangled up or my trail camera was going to be smashed. And luckily enough, it was the two trees in between them. Oh, buddy! <laughs> just got lucky. So how durable are those trail cameras? Can they could they take a fall? I mean, they could take a fall, but not if the tree was not the like tree fell laying on top, on top of, of them. Yeah. And I don't know how I would have got it got it undone then, but or you know, out from underneath the tree. But we're gonna have to go cut some firewood, I guess now. So. Oh yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, because I need them. I need them moved out of the way of the the road in case we ever need to use it. So. Well, you know, uh, I'm glad that, that didn't happen. The trail cameras are not. My father-in-law got me a trail camera one year for Christmas. I don't even know where it's at, though. Did I give it to you? I wish you did. Man, I don't know where it's at. It was just black. It was just plain Jane camera, you know. And Danny, uh, he had some uh, he had some pictures of turkeys on his, him and Jackson went mm-hmm. today, and they had a bunch of pictures of... Uh, yeah, there's turkeys everywhere out yeah, there. Yeah, man, he, he said it's, tripping the first, over it's the first time he's seen them on that trail camera, though, so he said he moved it or something, so... With that being said, uh, we are at the 30-minute mark, and I, uh, I'm i done talking for the night unless you've got something else. Um, um, I really just wanted to kind of touch base with you guys, or listeners out there, kick off November. Uh, since our relaunch, the podcast has continued a, an upward trend, uh, so we're gaining new listeners and new subscribers uh, every month, uh, especially since our, our relaunch. And I appreciate all the support that... Uh, 
and the listeners out there. Again, y'all can feel free to email us uh, or DM us on Instagram. Our email is bcretrievers at gmail.com. Uh, anything else? Um, I don't have anything. I else, just texted so. Shane Sykes. Just texted me in the Did notice. Really? I said we need a podcast, and he said when do you want to? So let's set that up. Uh, Rick Eastridge coming up. Uh, Shane Sykes coming up. Also, I hate. Uh, I keep. I keep telling people. Uh, it's just the schedule that gets that gets us. Uh, still have to have Deeks Waterfowl on. Uh, Audi Obsessions. I haven't forgot about you guys. Uh, we will set something up. I promised uh, in that there. I kind of wanted to wait until we actually got into duck season, but I just I've noticed now that a lot of y'all are already in your duck season, so that kind of threw me. Not everybody starts the last week in November like That's we right. do. So um, that being said, again, thank y'all for the continued support, and we will check back in with y'all later.